Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina. I'm bringing you today's word for December 6, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. I say miracles. I started this year on a, with a series on the miracles of Jesus. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. So we spent five months on the miracles of Jesus. We've spent now almost seven months on the parables of Jesus. This is part 110 on the parables. The title of today's message is The Path to True Greatness, Humility in God's Kingdom. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, you got to be a servant. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, you got to be humble. Put in the chat, I am humble. Put in the chat, I humble myself before the mighty hand of God. Get ready to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning about remaining humble. As I'm looking at the the chat and the activity and some of the names of the people that are watching, um, I'm I'm very blessed and thankful that um, a lot of the people that God has called me to minister to are blessed to operate in uh, positions of authority, and I'm talking about positions of influence. And as you're operating in these positions, a message like the one today about remaining humble before the the mighty hand of God is a good reminder. The, The Bible basically teaches us that if we exalt ourselves, we will be humbled. If we humble ourselves, we will be exalted. I've done both. <laughs> Take it from me. Being being humble by God is not as good as being exalted by God. So humble yourself so God doesn't have to humble you. Put in the chat, I humble myself so God does not have to humble me. All right. So before we get into the actual uh, parable, there's a scripture that we've been looking at all year because we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And it's Psalms 126 and verse 4. The Bible says, Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So if there's any area of your life that has dried up, this is a season for the Lord to refresh you and restore you. Say amen to that. No dry areas for me. So in Luke chapter 18, this is what the Bible says. There were some people who thought they were very good, right? They, 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 they thought they were straight. Like they had a high opinion of themselves, maybe too high. And they looked down on everyone else. So Jesus was like, okay, how do I minister to these people? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell them a story. So he he uses a parable. Remember, a parable is a natural story with a supernatural meaning. So he says, okay, hey, guys, come here. Let me talk to you guys. So the whole point is they have exalted themselves. The whole point is they're full of pride. The whole point is they look down on other people. So Jesus is about to tell a story to address that. And so this is what he says. One time there was a Pharisee and a tax collector and both went to the temple to pray. Okay, I got you, Jesus. I'm tracking. The Pharisee stood alone, away from the tax collector. And when the Pharisee prayed, he said, Oh, God, (laughs) I thank you that I am not as bad as other people. I mean, like out loud, he's praying this prayer. This is, but you know, people do this. Oh, Lord, 
you know, thank you, Lord, that I'm so good. He says, I thank you that I'm not as bad as other people. I'm not, I'm not like the men who steal or cheat or commit adultery. I don't cheat on my wife. I thank you, Father, that I'm better than this tax collector. Like the, the tax collectors are like, like, really? That's what we're doing now? He said, yeah. He says, Lord, I thank you that I fast twice a week and I'm a tither. I give you a tenth of everything that comes into my household. That's how he's praying, right? What kind of prayer is that? Like, I mean, like he's just full of himself. Like he's just like, you know, talking about himself. And so the tax collector stood alone too, Jesus said. But when he prayed, it was a different thing. He couldn't even look up to heaven. And so he was very humble before the Lord. And he said, oh God, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. And that's it. That was his whole prayer. And I tell you, he said, when this man prayed, he's talking about the tax collector, he went home, he was right with God. But when the Pharisee, who thought he was right with God, went home, he was not right with God at all. And then Jesus said this, people who make themselves important, people who kind of like, you know, exalt themselves, make themselves important, they're going to be humbled. But people who humble themselves, God will make them important. In other words, if you exalt yourself, God will humble you. If you humble yourself, God will exalt you. So what does this mean? for you today. I had written out five things. I was like, oh, that's too much. I'm going to give you four. I'll continue tomorrow. Four things for you this morning. I want you to open up your heart to receive. Y'all ready? This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Um, four things. Number one, here we go. Understanding, number one, godly humility. Understanding, I don't know what your, your perception of humility is, but I'm going to, I'm going to explain it to you from a godly perspective. Put in the chat, I want God's perspective of humility. I want to be humble God's way. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is Now, some people say, well, it's just thinking of yourself less or thinking of God more. When you're humble, here's the point. You're keeping the spotlight on God. This is why I remind myself and I remind you, I live by grace, period, right? Oh, right here. I live by grace, period. That's it. I live by grace. I, I am who I am by the grace of God. I'm reminding myself. I'm reminding everybody else. I'm not a self-made man. No, I, 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 don't, I didn't pull myself up by my own bootstraps. Isabella and I talk about it. We're in New York City right now. Isabella's in this program called CEO Circle. And God has graced us, uh, you know, graced her to be in this program. And, and she's with all of these different CEOs and is sponsored by J.P. Morgan Chase. And, and uh, there's a, a company called uh, Bunker Labs that runs it. And we were talking last night, just, you know, just so many things. I mean, like I, I, I can list like a litany of things that when me growing up in Brooklyn on, on welfare, on, on food stamps, and Isabella growing up with no running water, no electricity in real poverty, and because they didn't even have food stamps. And we think about it sometimes. It's like, man, this is the grace of God. So listen, all this is humility is just reminding yourself, this is not me. Like, let's be clear about this. I am blessed. I am a blessed man. I have to acknowledge I'm a blessed man. Isabella is a blessed woman. We are blessed. The goodness of God is on us, but it's not about us. Humility is, is you reminding yourself and everybody else. I'm keeping the spotlight on God. Under the old covenant, the spotlight was on man and man working for God. It was about what man could do for God. Under the new covenant, is a, the spotlight is on God and, God and what God has already done for us. So I'm reminding you, I'm reminding everybody else. I live by grace. It's not about me. The, I, it's not about me. It's not about my 
perceived goodness because look, I'm telling you every day, I'm not that good. It's not about me. It's not about me being that good because I'm not that good. God doesn't bless me because I'm good, because I'm not that good. God blesses me because God is good, because God is a good God, because God made plans for me from the foundations of the world. And God did the same thing for you. So it involves recognizing our dependence on God. Put in the chat, I depend on God. I rely on him. My life is all about him. I want to magnify his his name. When the spotlight is on us, oh, Rick, look at your accomplishments, all of that. Isabella, look at what you did. Oh, you know, let's go over. No, you deflect that glory right back to God. I want to let everybody know it was the grace of God. Oh, yeah, yeah, Isabella, but you were the one that did this. Oh, Rick, but you, no, 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 no. Even whatever I did, whatever little part I did, it was still the grace of God. So I'm reminding everybody that it's the grace of God. That, that keeps us humble before the mighty hand of God. We are recognizing our dependence on God and his grace in every area, in every aspect, in every way in my life. Say amen to that. True humility leads us to a place of submission and surrender where we acknowledge that it's all about God. We acknowledge that God's ways are higher than our ways. We acknowledge that sometimes I don't even know what to do and I'm just here to do whatever God tells me to do. So in humility, we find find the strength to be vulnerable and celebrated. It's liberating to know that I, I'm not in charge. It's liberating to know that I'm not the captain of my own ship. It's liberating to know that God actually made plans for me from the foundations of the world. And even when I mess up, even when I make a mistake, even when I do things that, you know, I thought this was right and it didn't work out and we lost money or we did this and whatever. And I'm like, God, and God's like, man, I got you. Don't even worry about it. Like, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I'll make that up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'll restore it. I I have a way of just giving you like, like if this is a makeup season. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my God. So God has a way. When we are honest with God, when we acknowledge our weaknesses and our shortcomings, God is like, I got you. I got you. I will cover your weaknesses with my strength. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Where you can't, I can. Where you run out, my grace kicks in. The, so humility is not a sign of weakness. Is actually a sign of maturity. Well, humility, it, it positions us to be open. It positions us to be open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, to the leadership of God, to the grace of God. It, when you practice humility, you are living as Jesus did in this world. He humbled himself. Think about this for a minute as I close out my first point. Jesus humbled himself. Jesus was in heaven and he stripped himself of heaven and came to the earth and took no reputation and lived in a flesh and blood body for you and I. Why? Because there was an assignment for him. So we got to humble ourselves to the assignment. We got to humble ourselves to whatever God wants me to do. I'm, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing. I will humble myself even when the assignment is big and bigger than anything I imagine. I'm just down for whatever. I'm here to do whatever God wants me to do. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, the danger of self-exaltation. There's a danger when you exalt yourself. Put in the chat, I will not exalt myself. Self-exaltation stems from pride. It's, that's it. It's just you're full of pride, which is often the downfall of, of, of believers, right? When, you, when you're full of pride, you think you know better than God. When you're full of pride, you start making decisions on your own. Saul was the one that was like, oh, that, you know, God said, hey, go and destroy all these people. And he was like, no, I know better than God. We're not going to destroy everything. God told them to destroy even the animals. No, let's take some animals and let's do a sacrifice. Oh, you know, and so now you're making decisions when God clearly told you to do something, you think you know better than God. And, and the prophet had to come to Samuel and say, listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. 
obedience isn't you're trying to offer a sacrifice to God. No, God was saying you should have been obedient. Stop, stop thinking that you know better than God. When you are humble, you know that God controls the outcome. My, my spiritual father, Tony Brazelton, says that all the time. God is the one that's moving pieces around on the chessboard. God is the one that controls the outcome. Listen, when we're full of pride, we, we convince ourselves that we control the outcome. Oh, I'm making this happen. You ain't making nothing happen. Like if, if, if it's working out for your good, you better thank God. You're not the one that's controlling the outcome. Pride blinds us to our own faults and it convinces us that we're the ones that's in charge. And it convinces us that we're, that we're self-sufficient. No, I am not self-sufficient. My sufficiency comes from God. And so God resists the proud, the Bible says. He gives more grace to the humble. But when you exalt yourself, you are separating yourself from the favor of God. God resists the proud. So if you are pride, proud, full of pride, then you're on the wrong side of God. I don't want to be on the wrong side of God. The Bible warns us repeated, repeatedly about what happens to people when they're full of pride. That's why you got to have a humble spirit. Put in the chat, I have a humble spirit. I remind myself that God is God and, and, and I am who I am by the grace of God. Every time we choose pride over humility, we're basically saying we know better than God. And, and so let me just say this as I close out my second point. Satan was kicked out of heaven because of pride. He wanted to exalt himself. So don't, don't, don't ever put yourself in the position of God. God is God. Remember, you are not. So you submit yourself to him and you do what he tells you to do. And so even when people say, oh, I command God, I command my morning, that makes me cringe because like, I mean, like who, that would be like the tail wagging the dog. You don't tell God what to do. Let's, let's, let's be clear about something in prayer. Prayer is me receiving and believing and receiving what God has already provided. Pre, prayer is me setting my faith in agreement with God has already provided grace. I'm not, I, I'm not telling, I'm not commanding God. No, I'm setting my faith in agreement with what God has already said. Say amen to that. Number three the blessings of humility. Well, if pride is dangerous, now humility is a blessing. Humility opens the door to the grace of God, the favor of God, the goodness of God, the blessing of God. Come on, man. It allows us to experience God's best in a way that pride never will. So a humble heart, put in the chat, I have a humble heart. A humble heart is, is fertile ground for spiritual growth, spiritual development, being led by the Holy Spirit. In humility, watch this, we remain teachable. What you never want to do is ever get to the point where you are no longer teachable. You want to remain teachable. You want to be open. You, you want to be open to correction. If you're full of pride, you're not going to be open to correction. When people are full of pride and, and you try to tell them, hey, hey, son, come here for a minute. I'm not talking about my kids. It could be my kids or spiritual, spiritual son. Hey, let me talk to you for a minute. And, and hey, I heard you say this. Yeah, that didn't really come across right. You should say this. If he rejects me as a spiritual father, if he rejects me and says, what? No, I, I, who, what? See, now you're full of pride. See, now you can't receive correction. You got to remain humble. You got to remain teachable. You got to be open to correction because listen, you're not that smart. You're going to make mistakes. And so when you humble yourself, you are open to whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. And he will correct you from time to time because the Bible says all we like sheep go astray. How does sheep go astray? Little by little. So you got, you need course corrections. Put in the chat. I need course corrections. There will be moments where I need to be corrected. There will be no moments where I, I need to be told, hey, you, that you, that's not right. Like, you, you know, you, you're going down the wrong way. And I want correction. I want, I want the Holy Spirit to correct me if I'm going wrong. Humility leads to 
true greatness in God's kingdom because it aligns our hearts with God's purpose. Remember, Jesus said, if you want to be great, you got to be a servant. If you want to be great, you got to be humble. Jesus was like, okay, last thing I do after we had the last supper, I'm about to teach you guys a great lesson on humility and servanthood. Let me wash your feet. And Peter was like, no, you can't wash my feet, Jesus. My nasty toes, yo, my bunions. You can't wash my feet. Uh -uh. Jesus said, well, Peter, if you don't let me wash your feet, then you can't be mine. If you're not going to let me wash your feet, then you're not going to even be one of my sons. And Peter was like, well, if that's the case, wash everything. Wash my head too. You know what I mean? And so, you know, Peter, he was always talking out of turn. But my point is, he's teaching a lesson on humility, on servanthood. And he says, well, let me wash your feet. Like, like that's a level of humility. And another thing that happens when you, when you're humble before God, you are content in God's sovereignty and God's timing. Put in the chat. I I am content in God's sovereignty and God's timing. When you're humble, you're open to God. You resist, uh, you know, the, every inkling of pride. You learn how to rest in God's grace and God's timing. You know that, listen, at the end of the day, God is God. Is God. Every promise that God has spoken over my life is still going to come to pass. I'm going to rest in God's promises. When you get to that point, not only is it going to empower you to resist fear and doubt and unbelief, but it's also going to empower you to resist distressing anxiety. Put in the chat, fear has no power over me. Put in the chat, stress has no power over me. Why? Because I'm humble and I'm resting in, in God's grace. When I'm resting in God's grace, I'm not going to be pulling my hair out. When I'm resting in God's grace, I'm not going to be like, woe is me. What am I going to do? I can't sleep. No, I'm going to sleep well because I know that God's got it. And God, God, God is controlling the outcome and God is not going to let me down. He has never failed me, nor will he ever fail me. Say amen to that. Number four, last point for today, the power of a humble prayer. When I pray, I'm going to be humble. The tax collector, he prayed a humble prayer in the parable. And Jesus said, that's a prayer that made him right with God. That's a prayer. He was right with God. He went to sleep. You know what? That That's a prayer that honors the Lord because he was humble. Humble prayers acknowledge our need for God. Put in the chat, I need God. Humble prayers remind us that God is God and we are not. In humility, we can approach the throne of God and he hears the cries of the humble. A humble prayer is, is not a prayer that's filled with pretense or self-righteousness. It comes from a sincere heart. The, the, the Pharisee was full of pretense. Oh Lord, thank you. That's not a prayer. He wasn't even praying. He was just boasting. Oh God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. <laughs> What kind of prayer is that? Like, oh, Lord, I thank you. I fast twice a week. I give my, my tithe. Jesus like, that's not, I mean, but there are people that pray like that. There are people that pray like that, you know? And so, no, God is going to respond to your humility in prayer in ways that will blow your mind. Humble prayers shift the focus from us to God. For, humble prayers keeps the spotlight on God. Through humble prayer, we actually develop a deeper relationship with God. Let me close by saying this. Humility in prayer keeps us connected to God's grace. Say this, I'm connected to God's grace. While we know that we got to provide faith in prayer, right? But it is faith that is rooted and grounded in the grace of God, knowing that God already planned it. God already made plans for me from the foundations of the world. God is the one that's moving pieces around on the chessboard. I'm just trying to figure out what God already planned and releasing my faith so I can receive what God has already provided. So when you live that way, you're not trying to make nothing happen. You're trying to receive what God has already provided. So said another way, as I close, humble prayers 
know that where there's no grace, there can be no faith. So it's not that I'm trying to make God do something. I'm not tr trying to make God do anything. I'm just trying to, re to receive what God has already provided. So I'm understanding that the emphasis is on God. The emphasis is on God's plans. The emphasis is on God's goodness. The emphasis is on this, on whatever God wants me to have. As I close out 2023, guess what? God planned out December 2023 for me before I was born. God planned out 2024 for me before I was born. So now when I pray, I'm like, okay, God, I just want to find out what you already gave me from the foundations of the world. And I will make a, a decision. Faith is something I say or an action I take or seed that I sow in the present based on what I believe that God already gave me in my future. So now I'm aligning my faith with your grace and I'm tapping into your grace. Why? Because I believe it's already done and it's already provided. So the emphasis is not on me. The emphasis is on him. Say amen to that. I know I'm teaching better than you saying amen in the chat. All right. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. This is good teaching, y'all. I, I, I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I declare that I embrace humility as the path to true greatness in your kingdom. I acknowledge my dependence on you. I need you, your grace and mercy. So I surrender my will to yours. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your wisdom is better than mine. I will be vulnerable and honest about my weaknesses. And then you give me strength. I choose to reject pride and self-exaltation, knowing that they separate me from you. I thank you, Father, for your grace and favor on my life as I walk in humility. I commit to being teachable, open to correction, and seeking your wisdom as I remain humble. I trust in your sovereignty and your timing. And I know you have a perfect plan for my life. So I declare that my faith aligns with your grace. I believe and receive what you've already provided. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to today's word. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not want my notes? You get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. This is good teaching. I pray that you share it. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message is a blessing uh, to you. I want to know how it is. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Greater is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, 
Thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.